Hey everyone, welcome to the Communication Coach Podcast, where I'm going to help you to create successful change through powerful and honest conversations. I am your host, Nikki Perfect. And welcome to episode 75 of the Communication Coach podcast. I hope you're well and having a great week, whatever you're doing. So this week we're going to be looking specifically at listening. And one of the reasons that I like to focus on listening is because sometimes we forget how important it is. And I include myself in that. I found myself a couple of times over the last few weeks not really listening to what people have been saying to me or being very busy in my own brain and not kind of really focusing in on the importance of what they're saying and really what's important to them and the emotion behind it. So I've been trying to make myself a little bit more self-aware because life is a continuous lesson, I find. And so I thought we'd concentrate on listening over the next couple of episodes to really hone our skills and see where we're going. So I used to think I was a great listener before I went on my negotiation course. And I think there are a lot of factors that affect listening. So it will depend on how you are and also the relationship, I believe, that you have with the other person. So it might be, for example, that you know somebody who is quite negative and every time you ask them how they are, they give you a very long detailed description of all the things that are going wrong in their life, all the challenges they're facing. Now, this can be quite draining because it's called an emotional transference. So when you give somebody a really good listening to, you often take that emotion on board yourself and it it is tiring. So listening well and effectively is, um, it's not easy. It, It can be tiring and it is difficult in some circumstances. Now, I always found as a negotiator, I found it fascinating that I could go and listen to somebody in crisis for 12, 15 hours, build a relationship with them and then get home and just not listen to my partner. Just, you know, just having superficial conversations and being grumpy and emotional. Um, Probably because when I was listening to somebody in crisis, it is a life or death situation. But there are times when your relationship really needs you to stop and be present there and to help your partner through their own challenges. So I was working out, okay, so I can listen to a stranger because there's no emotional involvement. So it's quite logical from my perspective, whereby as the other person is very emotional. But then when you get home and you're tired and you're hungry, then you have your own emotions to deal with and you're not necessarily Oh, I stick my teeth in today, not necessarily listening to the people that are closest to you in your life. So I do think sometimes it depends on the relationship that you have. Now, we'd all like to say that we're great at listening to everybody, but actually what often happens is we go into problem-solving mode. So perhaps you can relate to this. So you're talking to a friend, maybe you're just having a cup of coffee and you're talking to them and they give you a challenge that they're experiencing. And automatically, most of the time, I would say, our brains can see a way forward for them, for their challenge and for what they're facing at the moment. So what we do is we go into problem solving mode. So rather than sitting and listening 
and asking some opening open questions or just reflecting back the language that they're using to us what we do is we go into problem solving mode and we're great at doing this with our kids especially or if you're a leader you might well go automatically into solving the problem now I'm, there's nothing wrong with that that's not i'm not saying that there is anything wrong with that but sometimes what happens is we solve the problem from our perspective and what I mean by that is that we come at everything from our own perspective in life, for our own lens, for our own experiences, our own beliefs, and they might not necessarily be the same for the other person. So when you solve a problem, you solve it from your point of view and not from their point of view, which might work for you, but might not necessarily work for them. So they will perhaps take your advice, use it, and then find that they're still left with the same problem. Whereas if we listen to them, and help them to work out what the problem was and how they could solve it themselves, then they're more likely to take those steps and move forward. So I hope that makes sense. Let's think of an example that we can give you. So in my coaching, I have a lot of people that come to me around communication challenges and they see that they have a particular issue whereby they're not confident perhaps it's in a meeting that they don't feel that they're able to contribute to that meeting probably because of a fear somewhere along the lines of fear of looking stupid or a fear that people won't um, look at them in a respectful way so they don't want to embarrass themselves and they don't want to put themselves out there step out of their comfort zone to draw attention to themselves whereby perhaps their idea would be the exact thing that everybody wanted to hear in the meeting and would drive whatever business or organisation they're in forward. So they say nothing. And so when I coach them and I listen to what they're saying, my brain is off, often moving forward and thinking about ways to solve the problem. And so I compartmentalise that and just put it to one side and use and focus on effective and active listening to help them to solve the problem themselves and sometimes it's the same with our kids you know we're very quick to solve problems I know that I'm super quick to solve problems for Megan but she might come home with an issue about how to do something and rather than spending the time just a little bit of extra time listening to what's really happening for her I might give her a solution and then she'll implement the solution but it won't work because it's come at from my perspective and my understanding and so whilst I was thinking about how I listen, and specifically with my teams and with my family, and then comparing it how to how I used to negotiate, and sometimes when I was negotiating, I can always think of times when I, I wasn't listening exactly at a specific time to what they were saying, because my brain would have been running away with me and thinking of a solution to their problem, which, you know, if you're standing next to somebody who's in a crisis because they're experiencing a loss of a relationship breakdown, which is a huge traumatic event for them, but your brain is racing ahead saying, you know, there's plenty more fish in the sea, he doesn't deserve you or she doesn't deserve you. And all those words and phrases that we say to reassure the other person, it doesn't help, but it doesn't validate what they're saying right there and then in that moment for what they're going through and how they're feeling whereas if we just stayed with them in the moment and reflected on their emotions and helped them to see a way forward yes it might take a little bit longer but what you get is a result whereby that person is able to move forward 
rather than that person then coming back to the same point again and going back over it and going back over it and going back over it. Now, when uh, a few years ago, I used to do some work for Action for Children. I was a befriender. And part of their training, they shared a poem. And the poem is by a teenager called Leo Biscaglia. And when I heard the poem, I thought, wow, that's very poignant and very kind of really reminded me about what happens when you do try and solve somebody else's problem. So I'm going to share that with you today and reflect upon what the words actually mean and what the poem means. So I'm just going to read it out now. When I ask you to start listening to me and you start giving me advice, you have not done what I asked. When I ask you to listen to me and you begin to tell me why I shouldn't feel that, you are trampling on my feelings. When I ask you to listen to me and you feel as if you have to do something to solve my problem, you have failed me, strange as this may seem. Listen, all I asked was that you listen, not talk or do, just hear me. Advice is cheap, and I can do for myself. I'm not helpless. Maybe discouraged and faltering, but not helpless. When you do something which I can and need to do for myself, you contribute to my fear and my weakness. But when you accept as a simple fact that I do feel what I feel, no matter how irrational, then I can stop trying to convince you and get about the business of understanding what's behind this irrational feeling. And when that's clear, the answers are obvious and I don't need advice. Irrational feelings make sense when we know what's behind them. So please listen and just hear me. And if you want to talk, just wait a minute for your turn and I'll listen to you. And that was so powerful for me because I felt that it really helped me to personally focus on people's emotions and feelings. And that that last line of irrational feelings make sense when we know what's behind them is when we're driven by emotion, when we're driven by fear, when we're driven by irrationality, we can't see a solution. But when we can understand why we might be feeling that fear, because somebody is helping us to reflect on those emotions and helping us to see what's driving that and listening from our perspective rather than their perspective, things do become clear. And I've seen this so many times, both in negotiation and coaching, where when you reflect back to a person what they're saying to you without a judgment, without your own interpretation, but clarifying exactly what they mean, it helps them to see a path, a path that's always been there, but it just becomes clearer. It just becomes clearer in the shift of the light. So I've used this before. I'm going to use it again because for me, it just, with that visualization, I can really see how this helps. But for those of you who have ever seen the Temple of Doom with Harrison Ford, he's running through this dark cave with the treasures that he's trying to get um, out of the country and away from the thieves to be kept in a historical way. And he's being chased by the bad guys and there's music blaring and he's running and you can hear the horse hooves catching up with him as he's running. And as he gets to the centre of this ginormous cavern cave area, he sees a great big hole, uh, a, a great big uh, 
if he stepped into it, he would just drop for miles and miles and he would surely die. But he has all the people chasing behind him, so he has to make a decision. He can't jump over. He can't go round. So he's looking for a way out. And just in that one moment, there is a shift in the light that is coming into the cave. And in that moment, he sees a path that has always been there, but that he hadn't seen before. And it just took a shift in that light. When you listen and you listen properly and you're in a moment with somebody, it's such a powerful gift to be able to give. And that's why it's hard and that's why it takes concentration. When you're able to do that and somebody can see a path that's always been there, but just that shift in the light has enabled them to see it, they know what to do and they know the right way to go. And I'll just bring you back to that um, line here where it says, just hear me, advice is cheap, I can do for myself, I'm not helpless. Maybe discouraged and faltering, but not helpless. And when you do something which I can and need to do for myself, you contribute to my fear and my weakness. So I'm going to leave you with that poem. I think it's in incredibly beautiful, incredibly powerful. I use it a lot in my training. I hope you have a great week. I hope that's helped. If you've got any questions, please don't hesitate to get in contact with me. Um, I hope that I can help you to become more confident and for us all to just be able to listen to each other and give each other the time and the compassion and the kindness to be present without any interruptions when somebody really needs us. Take good care and I shall speak to you soon. Hey everybody, Nikki again. Hope you enjoyed today's podcast and thank you for joining me. You can find me on social media at Nikki Coms Coach at Twitter and The Communication Coach on Facebook and thecommunicationcoach.co.uk. Please like, share and review and I look forward to speaking to you soon.